What a comeback victory for the answer backs. Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally occasionally known as your purple-haired mayor of PHNX. And Jesse still can't be in the same room with me and all of this purple glory uh, that I am unfortunately cursed to rock for Lord knows how long. Uh, but he is your vice mayor and your thunderstick. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, how are you feeling? You feeling better? I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Should be back in the studio tomorrow. Uh, I, I guess the uh, the altitude in Colorado got to me too or something. <laughs> um, but apparently the altitude in Colorado somehow made its way into Texas as well because the ball was absolutely flying uh in this d-backs rangers game but yes, uh, the, the d-backs uh, the d-backs came out on top and as you said a really really impressive comeback win all the way around yeah and obviously the big topic is going to be uh what is going on with brandon fought and his bad outing we have a lot to unpack when it comes to that but of course we wanted to first thank you guys for being here uh and first, we wanted to talk a little bit about the offense, because I know we're going to get into Brandon Fott and what, what went right and what went wrong. Um, but the offense today really picked up the slack. It didn't matter. I mean, honestly, the one thing to remember is that the Rangers are one of the best offensive teams in all of Major League Baseball as well. So you got to give credit where credit is due there. These guys have been mashing the ball when you look at who leads the league in most offensive categories. They're in the top three in almost every category right so uh you, you, you this is a very difficult team this isn't the same texas rangers team that we saw last year that kind of struggled but the diamondbacks offensively really picked up brandon fought during his debut on a day where uh he, he didn't have his best stuff and uh the biggest thing here is that risk king geraldo perdomo uh continues to be someone that you have no business pitching to uh when there is a man in scoring position that's pretty much the assessment here is you should just walk this man if there's somebody in scoring position because his job is to bring them home to his kingdom, which is home plate. He's sitting 409, Derek. He's sitting 409, and I know it's it's still early, but uh, Geraldo Perdomo has been just absolutely incredible here in the early part of the season. And yeah, uh, we had the whole Risp King thing going last year when Geraldo Perdomo was uh, extremely good with runners in scoring position compared to his performance in other situations. Uh, but at this point, Derek, dating back to the beginning of last season, Perdomo is hitting 328 with runners in scoring position. And uh, he just he continues to live up to the name. Uh, we kind of came up with the risk, the risk king thing as a joke last year, but <laughs> he's 11 for 20 with runners in scoring position this season. He's kind of like one of those people that fulfills the nickname. Like we were calling him that and he's like, well, shit, I better step up if that's what these guys are going to start calling me. Right. Uh, but man, he's been incredible. Uh, a lot of guys that the Diamondbacks needed to kind of get back on track were very, very good today, including Christian Walker, who had a big day for this team. Uh, he has three homers in his last two games and has an 815 OPS this season. I, I, we usually wait a little bit longer to get to this. We usually do it at the end of our first segment here. But let's just tear the Band-Aid off. Christian Walker is our king snake. He is absolutely our king snake for this series based on those numbers that we just put up. Uh, and he's also the king snake because even though Jesse wasn't here today, he's hit 400 in the series, three home runs, six RBI. Uh, Jesse, we were all doing the Christian Walker gun celebration in the office. It got to be quite infectious. Uh, and we were also, we came up with this song. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Burger King 
uh, jingle, but it kind of goes like this, Jesse. It goes, Walker, Walker, Christian Walker. He hits dingers, Christian Walker, 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 Walker. He hits the ball at Chase Field. He smashes balls. Something like that. Very nice. I I know. We were just just throwing some stuff around. Uh, The Max is going to (laughs) get mad at me because that's, again, another violation of giving away ad space. We do not. We do. No no free ad reads. However, that was very. It was 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 a parody. It was a parody. I don't think that YouTube's not going to get us for this one. It's not. not, This one is a parody that follows. My heart. My heart. I know. All right. Fine. I can't do anything fun around here. You know? Anyway. It was impressive, Derek. It was it was I impressive. It. That was that uh, was very that was very nice. Uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Pilcher did not like it in the comments. Uh, yes, of course Shane was involved. Uh, but most honestly, you would think it was a Shane idea. It was actually a Bo Brack idea. So I got to give credit yep. again where credit is due. But uh, Christian Walker, fantastic today. Two home runs. Uh, Cattell homered for the second time in this series. Uh, and again, he's been hitting the ball very well lately as well. Cattell's homer was a, a pitch that was probably three or four inches off the outside part of the plate. So yeah. uh, it just, it continues to be incredible. Uh, you know, just his plate coverage and his ability to go get it, especially from the right side of the plate. Right. Um, but he, you know, he's had some good at bats against righties of late as well. So things are definitely trending in the, in a positive direction with Cattell and absolutely with Christian Walker as well. You know, three homers in, in these two games, as you said earlier, he is completely locked in at this point. And this team needs Christian Walker, right? I, I mean, last year he was uh, kind of the staple in, in the middle of this lineup that was consistently doing damage. I know he got off to a rough start last year and he had some yeah. tough luck last year, uh, but it kind of feels like this is who Christian Walker is, right? It's crazy to think that, you know, not at the end of last year, but at the end of the season before that, the D-backs were facing a decision of whether to even tender Christian Walker a contract because of remember how poor <laughs> his performance was in 2021. Yeah. Now you can't you can't even imagine this lineup without him right yeah. in the middle doing what he's been doing lately. Uh, and, and, and other good news, Corbin Carroll entered the game today uh, and as a pinch hitter going one for two with a single in the Diamondbacks' absolutely enormous inning that kind of busted this open. Uh, this was a back and forth affair with a lot of home runs being hit. I think the teams had a combined eight home runs, I believe, maybe maybe seven or eight home runs. Uh, just one of those days. The ball was flying uh, in Arlington, and there was definitely a lot of offense scored. But the Diamondbacks come out on top despite, an uh, no other way to say it, an unfortunate outing for Brandon Fott. Obviously, we all wanted to see Brandon Fott come out and find success in his first start, we wanted to see him have a good debut. We have kind of gotten used to that. A lot of the young pitchers that have come up from the minor league system uh, at least kind of had a, a few, you know, a couple of good games, a couple of good outings before, you know, coming up against uh, what basically fought went up against there in the fifth inning, which was just a real tough outing. Uh, there's a lot that have happened there. A lot of lot, lot we could question Jesse. So, uh, but let's talk about fought. What would you, what do you think about um, his major league debut? It wasn't good. Uh, Brandon Fott was not good today. I don't think there's any there's any question about that. Um, but he can be a lot better than this. I, I don't I'm not at all worried about Brandon Fott for anyone saying, you know, I guess he's not the pitcher that he we thought he was going to be. I, I wouldn't have that reaction whatsoever. Um, as you said earlier, the ball was absolutely flying out of Arlington today. That certainly played a factor in the four home runs that he gave up in this game. 
I thought his stuff looked pretty good overall. His command was not quite as sharp um, as, as what we've seen from him in the minors. He wasn't throwing strike one quite as often as I'm sure he would have liked to. Uh, he, he left some change-ups and some sliders in bad spots. Those pitches really got hit when they were put in play. Uh, but he still, you know, he still got a little bit of swing and miss. There were seven whiffs in this game against him. Um, you know, I think he, if he's able to dot those pitches in in better locations, he's probably able to do a little bit better than that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the stuff looked good. He was up to 96 miles an hour with, with the four seamer. Uh, you know, you saw glimpses of the slider being a really good pitch as we think it will be. Um, yeah. his, his first strikeout, uh, came to Josh young and, and he threw a particularly nasty one in, in that at bat to get yeah, strike right. three. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't good. And, and we know that Brandon fought, you know, some, something that he has struggled with in the minors is, is giving up the long ball. And, you know, pretty much every pitcher uh, in double A and triple A in the hitter friendly environments that the Diamondbacks have to deal with, pretty much everyone's giving up a lot of home runs there. But it is kind of part of what what you might anticipate as being weaknesses for Brandon Fott. He throws a lot of pitches up in the strike zone. Um, And as you saw, when he leaves those those slider uh, the slider and the changeup and in some not great spots, it it can get hit. And and you know Josh Young got him a couple times. Um, there were four home runs altogether. So by no means was it a good outing, Derek. But I'm also not really at all concerned. It's a tough place to pitch on the road, making your big league debut against one of the best offenses in the game, a team that's really hot right now. I wouldn't really be concerned at all. Uh, there's talk in the chat about this show looking more emo than it usually does. I swear to God, I will start singing my chemical romance right now. And they'll <laughs> combine the two ideas of my my singing and what you think about my hair. And I will do it unapologetically. But uh, a lot of things happened in that fifth inning. Uh, and one of the things that uh, you could say is that it wasn't managed well. You could say that Brandon Fott should have absolutely been taken out of the game prior to that. It's a disaster, Derek. It was it, awful. I mean, and honestly, there. That, that there is an idea there of erring on the side of caution, especially when your young pitcher is getting himself into trouble. I, I don't know about the idea. Of, I, I don't know about the philosophy of like trial by fire, right? Letting him stay out there, letting him kind of work his way out of a jam. Uh, it's it, this, this wasn't really the team to do that with because of how offensively potent they are. And it just wasn't great for Fott's, you know, start in the majors. You want this guy to have confidence. You want him to be able to build on something. And if you look at what he did over the first four innings, that was something worth building on, even if the game kind of took a turn on them there in the fifth inning. I just didn't really think that it is not uh, – it was. It was, just wasn't a great decision to leave him in. I understand we were trying to get him through five innings so he could get the win, but what ends up happening is you know, he gives up a, a ton of runs, uh, You know, gives up – what was it? Four runs, five runs, four runs in the inning – uh, and you know, the gives up the lead and, and kind of has to go out and sit, sit on that. And that's just not the greatest for a young player's, you know, confidence. That's, that's the big thing here is yeah. trying to build on his confidence, trying to make him feel like he belongs at a major league level and trying to feel like he can do this. And for a few of those innings, he absolutely looked like it. It's like you said, he didn't, didn't have his best stuff. He wasn't striking out a ton of people, but there were some strikeouts in there that were very impressive and the kind of things that you, you get excited about seeing him at this level. 
Yeah, th- there were a lot of hard hit balls too. I think I think the average exit velo on balls in play against Fa was about ninety four miles an hour in this yeah. game, which is which is really high. But you pointed to that that uh, five run fifth inning, which I which was you know that's obviously when things fell apart. I think up until then. You know, fought was at four innings, two runs. He'd given up the two solo shots, but he was kind of limiting damage and, you know, working around some trouble. You felt pretty good about where he was at at that point. And then comes the fifth inning and, you know, you get Leotis Tavares hitting a leadoff home runs. That makes it a six to three game. The D-backs still have a comfortable lead. Don't think you would have needed to, to pull Brandon fought at that point. Um, he gives up a double to Sandy Leone. He gets Marcus Semien to ground outs. You've got a runner at second one out. Still okay, right? It's, uh, inning's not going great, but I think you're still okay. Travis Jankowski comes up and and doubles. It was kind of a blooper down the left field line, but a double nonetheless. That makes it a 6-4 game. Uh, then Lowe comes up and singles. And so now you have runners at the corners. So you've got the tying run on base in a 6-4 game. Take at out. that point right Take there, out. that's probably where I would have taken out Brandon Fott. You could maybe make the case, all right, let him let him go against Elise Garcia and see what happens. Garcia hit a long fly ball, which fortunately there was just enough space for Alec Thomas to make the play. Turns into a sacrifice fly. So you've got a runner at first uh, with two outs. And, and now definitely remove him then. Game. You got one of the hottest hitters in the game, a young man that came up who was named American League uh, Rookie of the Month for the month of April. Uh, and Jung didn't hesitate to hit one again his second home run of the day so it's like i I don't understand what exactly again outside of this mentality to kind of power through and try to get him five innings try to get him the win you know and i think that's the idea is the idea of getting brandon fought the win ended up almost costing the team the 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 game you know a a loss so it it just seemed kind of ill-advised and it, it it was bad for for the team it was bad for brandon fought it was just kind of not great managing all the way around, but you know, yeah. there are times where the idea uh, or at least the thought process is more focused down the road and trying to build fought up in a certain way so that maybe he, you know, can see that he can get himself in the jams and can work his way out of it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's besides, besides the, just the general idea of him getting to five innings so that he could earn the win. It feels like that might've been another part of the process of leaving him in there when he really started to struggle in that inning. Yeah, it it was just so abundantly clear from the eye test that like his command just wasn't there. Uh, I mean, like I said, that Garcia he wasn't even getting called. Like he was dotting the corner and he was getting calls. He wasn't getting those same calls later and other at bats. The 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 I mean, the home plate umpire was kind of all over the place today, and I don't know how accurate he was, but it felt like at times Brandon Fought was getting pitches that were slightly out of the strike zone, and then he would throw it in that exact same spot again the second time, and and. Now it's not a strike. So, I mean, it, it it was kind of hard. I felt like him during, you know, those third and fourth innings to kind of figure out where the strike zone had gone to because suddenly he really couldn't find it. And, I mean, he was right there with a lot of his pitches. I mean, his pitches were just right around those edges on the strike zone. So you can see how if he is hitting those edges, that control is such a key for him. But it just – he wasn't getting the calls today. And to be honest, he wasn't really landing a lot of them really, you know, close enough that – he should got he should have gotten the calls on a lot of them, but there was just there was a lot of erratic, uh, you know, calls there at home plate, and I'm sure that doesn't make it any easier. You also had a Rangers team that's just smashing the ball right now. 
They really are. Yeah, they really are. And and yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, Young had already homered in the game against Fott. So it's, I, I just I don't personally understand at all why you're letting him come up, you know, representing the go ahead run as much as you want Brandon Fott to get the win. You also don't want the opposite even more. You don't yeah. want to put Brandon right. Fott in a situation where in his big league debut, he's the one who's giving up, you know, this this big two run homer that gives the Rangers the lead back. Fortunately for the D-backs, their offense came roaring back, as we've seen a number of times this season, and it wound up being a, a win by five runs. But this would have been ugly, Derek. This would have felt really bad if the if Brandon Fott had given up that two-run homer. The D-backs are down seven to six, and they hadn't been able to fight back. It would have it would have made that decision by Tori Lovello look a lot worse than we probably feel about it right now. And for that exact reason, Jesse, and for the fact that they did come back. I have some words for the people who were tweeting to us uh, in the sixth inning of this game about how it was over and <laughs> how a lot the, of people. The, the game was over. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to, Jesse, I, I'm, I don't do this often, uh, but I'm going to ask you to step away because I don't think you want to be around for this. But Damon, let's throw some shade. We saw your tweets. We heard what you had to say. They were down by one run, and it was the end of the goddamn world to some of you. Let me just say this. It's a regular season game against one of the best teams in the American League. Had they not come back, had you been correct with your doubt, with your anger, with the fact that you wrote them off simply because they had given up a lead, they would have still would have been fine with a loss. They had two losses in Texas. You guys were acting like the entire month of April needs to be washed down the drain simply because they lost two goddamn games in Texas. Absolutely not. But you were wrong. You were wrong, and you feel. I hope you feel bad about being wrong because yes, the Diamondbacks do not simply roll over and die like we saw from them last year. These are the answerbacks, and they fucking answer back. So don't forget it, and I don't ever want you come in my mentions after the ninth inning. You come in my mentions later that night. I don't want you in my mentions while the game is still going on, telling me how they're going to lose. You take your negativity elsewhere, pal. We keep it positive around here, and that's the bottom line because the fucking purple-haired mayor said so. Like, we bring Jesse back. I'm ready. I'm done now. I know he probably wouldn't have wanted to be a part of that but uh that rant was brought to you by our friends at shady rays uh which of course max isn't here to hear that awesome transition but shady rays are built to last and when i mean that i mean that shady rays will stick by you the entire game they will not doubt you when you're down by one run shady rays will be there when the sun is coming back and trying to whoop that ass shady rays will be there for you in the ninth to close the game out shady rays an independent sunglasses company world-class product absolutely insane bonkers replacement loss warranty program. I don't understand how they do it. Uh, and I'm sure people uh, can easily take advantage of it, but the good folks at Shady Rays, they don't care. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back long after your purchase. And of course, if you don't love your Shady Rays, Exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop, and we know how shopping online can always be 
a bit of a mystery. So make sure uh, that you check them out. And if they don't fit, they don't, they're not right for you. Uh, they will let you return them. There's no risk when you shop. The team always has your back. Uh, and of course, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX uh, for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. Uh, they are the rated five-star sunglasses by over a quarter of a million people. And that's over at ShadyRays.com. Uh, also, speaking of amazing clothes, amazing sponsors, uh, Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of all city and phnx and they are making i I think a polo shirt just specifically for me uh you are all allowed to have it when you sign up for our keeping it 100 golf classic but i think they made it with me in mind uh and that's what a lot of pins and aces gear looks like it looks like something of course this this wacko over here would wear uh but if you want to get compliments like i do on the street with this purple hair and these ridiculous shirts uh you can check out pins and aces because they have amazing polos hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, uh, which of course allows you to store six beers right inside your golf bag. Uh, you can also sign up for our Keeping It 100 golf tournament. You get yourself that amazing polo shirt that has our Phoenix logo on it. Uh, and that is going to take place at Dobson Ranch on May 26th. Uh, there's going to be free pins and aces and PHNX collaboration polo with the sign up of the event. Uh, there'll be games, prizes, so much more. We're always having fun out there at Dobson Ranch with our golf events. So make sure to check out pinsandaces.com and you can use code PHNX to receive 15% off your order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, we thank you guys for being here after today's win on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Uh, and, of course, if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. And uh, the biggest thing is to give me a thumbs up because without Jesse here, I can say they're all for me and I could just take full credit for that on the show. So thank you for that. Uh, Let's take a look at the numbers of this two game series, because again, it's was a quick series uh, with the Rangers and uh, the Diamondbacks split. Uh, And of course, things look very close because it's baseball. The one big difference here, uh, obviously, being the relief pitching ERA where the Diamondbacks were able to do some damage, uh, especially in today's game against the Rangers bullpen. Yeah, the Rangers bullpen was not not great in this one. Uh, I mean, they were they were walking guys around the bases. They they turned to Ian Kennedy uh, late in the game. Oh, yeah, oh, knew that was kind of a, a white flag a bit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had kind of a weird year where he like hasn't allowed that many hits and hasn't allowed a single home run, and yet he still entered with an ERA of like seven. Uh, the D backs were able to do do some damage there as well. So. Uh, yeah, you know, even though the bullpen for the D-backs wasn't great yesterday, they responded nicely today, didn't allow a run, uh, finished things off nicely for Brandon Fott. Uh, starting pitching ERAs for both of these teams were, were dreadful. Uh, Jonathan Gray, Andrew Heaney, Zach Gallen, and Brandon Fott, all four starters in this series were not, were not at all good. Uh, but you do see here the D-backs with 11 walks compared to the Rangers five. So the tide continues to turn on that front with the D-backs uh, slowly but surely getting their walk rate uh, a little bit further up as the season progresses. Something that I've kind of suspected would happen. The D-backs have a number of players who have a history of of being patient and having good at bats. And we're starting to see that a little more. Seven walks today. Cattell had two walks. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had two walks and he had a home run. He did it for the purple hair. He, yeah. he tried to he tried to make me proud today. Uh, Christian Walker, of course, just incredible with his far, five RBI. But 
uh, really the the big thing today were the walks and that they were hitting 500 with runners in scoring position. Geraldo Perdomo did what he does, and this team has continued to to fight back. Uh, and yes, Ryan, we are getting walks. I mean, and of course, today they were a big part of like Christian Walker's five RBI and and the team's ability to put up 12 runs on the board. Can we look at the the win probability graphic that we have? Oh yeah, this this game was yeah, this game was a crazy roller coaster. My God, <laughs> <laughs> my God, you That's quite see, the swing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. D-backs uh, down, down one nothing early, and then they come back and score three runs, take a three-one lead, uh, and then uh, you know they were they were down, um, and, and you know thing, it was just it was an absolute roller coaster ride the entire way through, Derek. So uh, this dropped this dropped as about a, as much in the win probability as it did in people's minds that thought that the Diamondbacks were going to lose because they were down by one. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think the D-backs win probability when they had uh, the 6-2 lead, I, I think their win probability got up to uh, like 75% or something like that. Uh, and then uh, when the when the Rangers came back and, and took the lead, their win probability got up into like low 70s. The game was a little bit later at that point. Um, you know, and then the D-backs have their, their five run inning and, and, you know, it was pretty they were certainly in the driver's seat from that point forward. But yeah, this, this game goes to show, uh, you never, you never know who's going to win until, until no, it goes to show your analytics are stupid. Your numbers are stupid. Math is dumb and I hate it all. It's meaningless. Anyway, uh, baseball is still great and the diamondbacks are great and they have a lot to look forward to going ahead. But, uh, I want to let you guys know to check out our friends at circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas, especially if you're coming down to the ballpark, make sure to stop by one of the many Circle Ks around the downtown Phoenix area. Uh, grab yourself a Polar Pop iced coffee. You can take sealed bottles of water into Chase Field with you. Uh, of course, get your 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. You can also get our friends at Four Peaks at Circle K. And, of course, energy drinks that allow me to uh, – power this hair because it's not this this neon purple color jesse it's not like solar powered you actually have to have a battery pack attached to this thing but <laughs> uh red bulls three for eight dollars monsters three for six dollars make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff uh text phnx right now to 31310 to join their sms subscriber club and you will get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And of course, talking about our friends at Four Peaks, you can grab their wonderful beers at Circle K. You can also go down to their 8th Street Pub or get them wherever you get your beers here in the Valley. D-backs fans, win yourself some tickets. Four Peaks, four seats giveaway. One liquor, one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets would come with D-Bucks, so you can grab some food, ice cold wow wheat or hop knot while you're there uh, and you can enter by going to the four peaks brew on instagram at four peaks brew the link is in our bio also they have their four peaks for teachers program uh, teacher appreciation week starts on may 8th so you can thank a teacher and nominate them to win grants four peaks swag and a grand prize of a custom makeover of their teacher's lounge at school uh, no students allowed in there, especially once that makeover happens. But uh, go to fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate a teacher or donate. You can check out Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, and please drink responsibly. Uh, Zach Gallen snubbed for National League Pitcher of the Month. Uh, that honor goes to Clayton Kershaw. 
Uh, Corbin Carroll also snubbed for National League Rookie of the Month. Ooh. That goes to Dodgers uh, outfielder James Outman. He sucks. So, yeah, he's <laughs> this the the anti James Outman agenda continues when it comes to Damon. But Jesse, uh, what are your thoughts on this and and uh, the the snubs that occurred here? Especially considering that they did include Gallon's numbers apparently from from March in the numbers for April. Yeah, it's it's a little messed up, right? When they say April pitcher of the month, they're like actually it. talking about like it. it's got to happen in April, April for me. April pitcher of the month. Yeah, if you take, I mean, Gallon's first start of the season was was also his worst. So if you take out that one, I think he had a one point zero nine ERA in in actually in the month of April he had a 0.62 whip i believe it was so yeah if march didn't count zach gallon i think is the clear winner for april pitcher of the month unfortunately uh they do they do include those numbers which i guess is somewhat i mean it'd be a little weird to just like throw out you know your first start of the season if you started like one of the first two games uh of the season for your team so uh, those numbers did count. And uh, if you compare March and April numbers for Gallon and Kershaw, they are still very comparable. Uh, Kershaw had a 189 ERA, Gallon had a 215. Kershaw had an 076 whip, Gallon had an 077. Uh, Gallon had 10 more strikeouts. His opponent, his opponent batting average uh, was pretty much the same. His opponent OPS was a little better. Uh, so you could kind of make a case uh, a little bit, even with that March start included. But no surprise at the end of the day, it went to Kershaw. He he did have a better ERA and, and his whip was pretty much the same. So you can kind of see where they're coming from there. Uh, some other uh, awards that went out, obviously not just the National League, uh, American League Rookie of the Month, like we said, Josh Jung. Uh, pitcher of the Month for the Yankees, uh, Garrett Cole. AL Pitcher uh, Player of the Month goes to Blue Jays third baseman Mark, Matt Chapman. Uh, NL player of the month goes to Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, no surprise when you look at some of these numbers like Chapman hitting 384 with a 1.152 OPS. My God. Yeah, I don't know if I would say no surprise. I mean, or I guess no surprise that they won the awards with those numbers, right? right that's I, what I I'm am, saying. I am yeah. a little surprised that Matt Chapman had an, had an 1150 OPS. Yes. No, yeah, no, that's also a surprise, but I'm saying it's no surprise <laughs> when, it, when you look at what the what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think you're going to find a better player in the American League than what Matt Chapman did uh, in, in the month of April. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we can go back to the James Outman, Corbin Carroll thing. Uh, Outman, I'm not surprised by that decision. I, I think that made sense. Outman, um, had a higher OPS by about a hundred points. He had seven homers, 20 RBI. Carroll had four it's, homers, nine RBI. The, the 20 RBI is impressive. And also Outman has yeah. just been involved in, he's been such a catalyst in all of the Dodgers wins at time. The Dodgers really haven't been getting much from, even some of their stars and Outman has just been, he's been involved defensively. He's been involved at the plate. He just, I, I, there's a lot of highlight reels coming out of Los Angeles about, about Outman. Yeah. The, the thing that does stand out to me though, is that Outman struck out 36 times versus 24 for Carroll. James sure. Outman's strikeout rate was really high in, in the month of April. So I, I still have my doubts about his ability to to maintain that kind of performance sure. over the course of a full season with how yeah. much he was striking out. Um, by no means was April a failure for Corbin Carroll. I mean, he hit 309, 374, 536. He had almost 20 runs scored, 10 for 12 stolen bases. Corbin Carroll was outstanding 
in the month of April. And I still think he's in really good position to win the rookie of the year. Uh, even if James Outman is a little bit out in front right now, there's probably going to be a lot of guys that kind of pop up and have a good month. That name that Corbin Carroll probably is second or third behind is probably going to change quite a bit throughout the season. But yeah. I think the thing that will be consistent is, is his place amongst the top rookies month in and month out. And I think that's what Cor Corbin Carroll brings. It was odd the way that when he came into the game today, he was just, it like it, it, it instantly sparked this team to a big offensive inning. Like it just, it felt yeah. like just him being in the on deck circle was, was, you know, some sort of, uh, just it created buzz, you know, it made, it made, it made these guys like want to do it. It also felt like the team kind of stepped up and wanted to, you know, do it for Brandon fought a bit too. It felt like they wanted to kind of make up for, for that inning and, and make sure that they don't let this guy down on his, on his debut. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's some elements of, you know, you, you don't want to let your your young starting pitcher, you know, coming in, making his big league debut. You don't want to have him walk out with, you know, a, a sour taste in his mouth, especially given that, as we talked about earlier, we think Tori Lovello probably uh, left him in a couple batters too long. So, yeah, good on the D-backs offense for being able to come back and, and pick him up. And you're right, Corbin Carroll was the one uh, who got it started there in that inning. D-backs went on to score five runs and, uh, Carroll went on to bat twice uh, in the inning. He had a he had a leadoff single that started the whole thing. I think he struck out later in the inning, uh, but it, it was impressive. The D-backs had, I believe, four the first four batters of the of the inning reach, and um, you know, I, I mean, it, they they were able to get way out in front with a with a big performance there. Uh, Ryan says the purple hair brought the team together. Yes, I don't know if you saw it, but Lourdes Gurriel is slowly turning his entire accessories wardrobe into purple which <laughs> i am fully on board with uh albert says yes jesse turn the maths on the dodgers which we always love when jesse turns the math against the dodgers speaking of which the dodgers right now are losing five to three to the phillies and hopefully the phillies can hang on there uh there's been a lot of interesting things happening including the nationals beating the cubs yesterday the cubs have been very good and the nationals have not been. Uh, and that is who the Diamondbacks are playing coming up here this weekend at home. So taking a look ahead at the probables for this series, uh, there's going to be the youngsters on the mound against Nationals, which maybe is a, is a good place to have them come back and maybe uh, maybe get, get back on track a bit. But things are starting off with Merrill, the mainstay, uh, against a very, very good pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Yeah, Josiah Gray. I mean, he was a, a big trade get uh, for them recently and and has pitched pretty well this season as you see there he's, he's also officially a talking baseball athlete i think is that what's going on i don't know they they oh. out with him a lot yeah no i i didn't see that um <laughs> but that yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me uh yeah josiah josiah gray mackenzie gore and then trevor williams in the series so three three pretty decent pitchers for the nationals all of them have sub four eras as you see here uh, Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson will start the latter two games of the series for the D-backs. Good opportunity for them to get back on track, Eric, uh, even though these pitchers that you see here for the Nationals look pretty good. Uh, the Nationals offense, not so good. Uh, so this is a, a good opportunity for for Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson to get back on track. And uh, this, this easier stretch of the schedule so far for the D-backs has gone all right. Uh, they took two out of three from the Royals at home. They took two out of three from the Rockies on the road. I'm sure you would have loved to get away with a sweep in one of those series. The D-backs sure. weren't able to do that. 
But, you know, you split on the road with a very good Texas Rangers team. And now you've got the Nationals at home for three. You've got the Marlins coming after that. This continues to be a very good opportunity for the D-backs to make some headway in the standings. Uh, by the way, Christian Walker's five RBI today versus the Rangers ties a career high for him. Uh, and it was also his sixth career multi-home run game. So uh, big day for Christian Walker. Walker, Walker, Christian Walker. Uh, y'all are going to be singing that for a while. Uh, anyway, uh, Jeff Bannister, by the way, had a good return to Texas. There was quite nice uh, reception for him there as well. So it was great to see everybody still giving Banny some love. And now the Arizona Diamondbacks move on um, to an off day. Uh, by the way, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but the corresponding moves that the Arizona Diamondbacks had to make in order to add Brandon Fott uh, to the roster is they optioned Peter Solomon to Reno, which is no surprise, but they did designate Seth Beer for assignment, which, again, isn't a huge surprise with the way he's been playing. But uh, for us at PHNX, it's a bit sad. Uh, we had quite the memorable experiences, as all fans did on opening day last year with his walk-off dinger on National Beer Day. We will never forget that, and it's uh, going to be interesting to see if he clears waivers and makes his way back to the organization. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Seth Beer has not hit well at all in Reno this year. He has an OPS of 580, uh, which is very poor considering the run environment there. Uh, unfortunately, it, the offense just hasn't come together. Uh, he really looked promising coming up in the Astros organization, was putting up really, really big numbers uh, for them in Double A. And when he came over to the D-backs organization, things just weren't the same. Uh, he he was able to get up to the big leagues last year. He, of course, was the hero on opening day with with the walk-off home run. And, you know, it made some fun memories here in Arizona. But it, he just wasn't, when, when the D-backs sent him down, he just wasn't able to really prove anything in order to to work his way back up. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if if another team takes, uh, takes a flyer on him. But for those uh, eva- looking to evaluate the Zach Granke trade, uh, which, which Seth Beer was a part of, you've now DFA'd two of the four players that you got back in that trade with Seth Beer and J.B. Bukowskis being DFA'd uh, recently as well. Of course, Josh Rojas, still a big contributor for the D-backs. Yeah. And Corbin Martin uh, looked good in spring training this year for the first time, uh, but he's uh, going to miss the season with, with an injury. So... Uh, Thank God for Josh Rojas, right? When when it comes to that trade, uh, Rojas has been a, a steady, solid contributor to this team. I think a player that a lot of fans have been able to get behind. And he's kind of what they've gotten for Zach Granke at this point in terms of who has actually been productive and who's actually played games for the D-backs. Uh, Zone in Arizona says he'll go down in Arizona history as a very interesting trivia fact. Yes, he will. Uh, and in related news, if anybody is interested in a Seth uh, Cerveza T-shirt, I may hold the <laughs> remaining stock on those. So uh, hit me up. Uh, we can we can talk. We can make a deal. Uh, but again, another off day coming up. Don't know what to do with myself, Jesse, uh, especially with this hair. I can't really go out in public as yeah, much right. as I used to comfortably. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I will say something that you can do on the off day is check out Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Uh, if you have nothing to do tomorrow, uh, check out their summer passes that they have, which you can pick up, and that'll get you the kart racing, virtual reality, axe throwing, multiple games, so much more. You can buy now for the best rate. Uh, you can book 
all sorts of parties there. They're going to have a single to Mayo party with $5 Mavericks margaritas, $5 off their two taco trios featuring uh, all sorts of deliciousness like short rib tacos uh, and $15 Mexican beer buckets. So check them out today. Book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, which I still need to beat Jesse in, uh, arcade, great food and drinks, and so much more. Uh, they have a really fun baseball game there by the way they uh, do. yeah that me and jesse got a bit addicted to that basically you gotta like actually physically hit a ball with a little guy almost like a pinball yeah type it's, not, scenario. it's not just an arcade game you yeah it's not yeah it's, to, it's, you get it's to physics like involved participate yeah and honestly once you start playing it's hard to stop so make sure to check them out tons of different events throughout the summer check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more now this saturday Serpientis jerseys are being given away at Chase Field. So it's a very good weekend to go check out some baseball. You can get your tickets through GameTime.co, which, by the way, is the best place to buy tickets last minute. And, of course, you are going to save money and you are going to get some great tickets, great deals. And that's the reason why it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. You can snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download their app, create an account, use code PHNX, and you will get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off and of course uh get their app today get ready for it get prepped you can download it today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed over at game time so uh check them out make sure to join us we will be out there for the national series uh, i don't know what i'm going to do with myself in the meantime i suppose we will be back here tomorrow at 1 p.m for a show hopefully jesse can get over his jealousy of my purple hair and find his way to make it into the studio uh because it's just not the same without you here pal I, I just I feel too insecure at this point, Derek. I need to, I need to get back on. I will put a hat back on or something first I before I we'll can possibly be seen with you. Whatever. <laughs> well, text me. We'll figure it out. Uh, I text Jesse more than I text my wife. By the way, that's the truth. That's <laughs> that is not a lie. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter. You can text us both DMs, to tweet us, whatever. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our producer Damon is at Damon Dog. Got to bark before you follow him. But it's Damon D A W G. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for being here after this big D-backs win. We appreciate your time. As always, on behalf of these boys, we thank you so much for joining us. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you understand that a debut doesn't always go the way you want it to. <laughs>